Hello and welcome back to another episode of Keep Going Growing. I hope you're having a lovely day and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Today I'll be discussing journaling and I know that the topic of journaling may not be something everyone is interested in, but I promise that you will learn some things in this episode that may change your mind. So please keep listening and keep an open mind. Journaling is great for your mental health and helps with being more mindful. I will be discussing what journaling is, why I journal and why you should journal too and I'll be telling you different ways of how to journal. I'll also be giving you some prompts to help with knowing what to write and getting started as I know it can feel very daunting to have a blank notebook in front of you. I also recognise that journaling may not be for everyone and we all have different ways of looking after our mental health but just make sure you are taking time to prioritise your mental well-being in some other way that suits you. Today's quote is, you are the greatest project you will ever work on. No matter what happens in life and wherever you are and whatever you're doing, the one thing that will stay consistent is you and you will be with yourself forever. Therefore, it makes sense to work on yourself and put yourself and your mental well-being above all other things. Other things are temporary. Everything else is affected by your mental well-being. And when you're working on yourself and having a positive mindset, you become more productive and positive as a result and more able to achieve your goals. Sometimes you can only control your outlook and response to things, so choose to have a positive one. Journaling will help with this. Checking in with yourself and making time for your mental health will lead to a better mindset. So as always, I like to give you a bit of a book update, and I'm pleased to tell you that um, I've finished The Beekeeper of Aleppo by Christy Lefteri. I hope I'm saying that correctly. It was a really great book. It really made me think and I actually feel very inspired to look more into charities and work that's being done with refugees. The book is telling the story of two people coming from Aleppo in Syria and it's all about their journey to the UK and it just tells of the hardships that they that they suffer. And as I said in last week's episode, it is quite harrowing. It's not an easy read but I think that it's an important read and I feel far more educated having read it. I think sometimes we can live in ignorance. and I think it's important to open our eyes to the experience of other people who have not been as lucky as to be born somewhere where they are safe and they have actually been persecuted and their country, for many different reasons, is not safe for them. There are two main characters, a man and woman, but as they go along their journey, they meet many other people. And the book is actually based off the author's experience as a child of immigrants from Cyprus and also from her experience as a UNICEF worker in Athens in Greece. And a lot of the book is actually set in Athens in Greece as a lot of refugees get caught as they cannot always cross through the border of Macedonia. It's often shut and a lot of them get stranded in Greece. And it was just really amazing to hear all those different stories and how all those people still had hope despite all that was happening to them and all that had happened and all that they'd lost. And it was a very hopeful novel, despite the fact that there was much suffering within it. And it's not based on a true story, but she gathered lots of accounts of different people she met when she was working in Athens as a UNICEF worker. And she worked with refugees and she gathered lots of stories from various different people. And she sort of put it all together into one story. And I think she wrote it as a novel because 
you feel emotionally connected to the characters. And I think it's a really great way of getting an important cause across. So I really do recommend the book. So on to the topic of journaling. What is it? A lot of people have been asking me this recently. When I tell people that I journal, they're like, is it just writing a diary? And it can be. If you want to use it as a diary, then you definitely can. The thing is with journaling is there's no right or wrong way to do it. It can be a diary where you write down what's happened in your life. It can be a combination of different things. I personally like to have sort of diary entries, but I also have drawings. I have random to-do lists and goal lists and I use it as a planner. I use it, I just write down, I do whatever I'm feeling like. If I'm stressed about something, then I'm going to make a list about how to do it and I'm going to try and work out ways to sort it out. If I'm feeling inspired, then maybe I'll write quotes. Maybe I'll do some drawings. Maybe I'll write some goals. Sometimes I plan podcast episodes in there. I just, it's just whatever you want it to be. There's just complete freedom with it. As I say, no one else is going to see it. It's just for you and whatever is most helpful for you. No day has to look the same. It can be messy. It can make no sense. My handwriting personally is terrible and it's completely illegible unless I try really hard to make it legible. So I just write completely scruffly in there because I know no one else is going to read it but me. You have complete freedom to do it however you want to. So what is journaling? Well, as I said, it's whatever you want it to be. You can do diary entries, you can do drawings, you can do lists, you can do whatever you want in it, whatever suits you. I think that it's nice to journal because for me personally, I have a notebook and I like to write write things down. You can obviously do it on a laptop or on a different device but I think it's really nice to spend some time writing we spend so much time on screens and laptops and that's what we spend most of our day on especially in lockdown that's how we do our work that's how we talk to our friends it's really nice for once to just put pen to paper and it actually activates a different part of our brain it's ensuring that we actually use a different part of our brain I think that's really cool writing opens up our creativity There's just something very satisfying about putting pen to paper, having something physical that you've created. So I think it's a nice break. Even if you spend the rest of the day on your laptop working, you've put pen to paper that day and you've done some writing and it will have opened up another part of your brain, allow you to be more creative when you're doing other things later on, which I think is really cool. There's no set time with journaling. You do it any time that suits you. I know that a lot of people like to do it when they first wake up, for example, rather than going on their phone. They like the first thing they do is to sort of focus on their mind and not to look at a screen, which is great. And I tried this, but personally, it does not work for me. I like to do it later on in the morning when I've had a bit of time to wake up. But it's different for everyone. And you can do a bit of trial and error to find what works best for you. Some people like to do it before bed, before they go to sleep. They like to reflect on their day which is another great way to do it. And I have done this before. But for me, I think the morning is the best. But you've just got to find what's best for you. You can do it in the morning and the evening if you have time, if you feel that it's helpful to you. There's no there's no set time. There's no set amount that you need to be doing. 
it's a very personal thing. I think when you're trying to introduce any new habit into your life, start off with a small amount. For example, once a week. And then you can get more consistent if you choose to. Maybe once a week is enough for you. Maybe at the start of the week, it's helpful to sit there, reflect on last week and plan out the next week and set goals for the next week. Maybe that's enough for you. And that's perfectly fine. It's always hard to start off something new, but just keep trying. And if you miss a day, don't feel bad about it. If you miss a week, don't worry. As I say, there's no there's no time target. You just do it however and whenever you feel like it. I think it's helpful to work into a morning routine. And this ensures that you are making time for yourself and your mental health every single day. I put it into my, I've incorporated it into my morning routine. And that means that I make sure that I do it every day. And I still miss days and that's absolutely fine. And I don't beat myself up about that. That's the opposite objective of why you're doing it. You're doing it to help yourself and to feel better. Not to be beat yourself up when you mess it up. Because you can't mess it up, that's the thing. Missing it doesn't mess it up. There's no way you can mess it up because there's no right or wrong way to journal. There's no right amount. Another thing I want to say is that journaling is not just for girls. Boys' mental health is very important too. It's just as important as girls. And we could all do with getting to know ourselves better and acknowledging our feelings. It's helpful to everybody, not just girls. I know there's some sort of stigma around boys writing down their feelings, but there really shouldn't be. We all need to look after our mental health equally. I think it's nice to sort of buy a nice notebook, buy just, you could buy any kind of nice notebook that you like. I personally love sort of shopping for little notebooks and stationery and stuff, but you can just use whatever one you have lying around. But dedicate a special book to it. I find with journaling that once I start writing, I have a lot more to say than I think. I think I often think, whoa, I have no idea what I'm going to say. But actually, I do. I start writing and before I know it, I filled a whole page. And I hadn't planned any of that. Make sure that when you're journaling, you know that your journal is private, that nobody else is going to be reading it. Have some way of making sure that it's private. Keep it somewhere where nobody else is going to find it. Because you need to be honest in that journal. You need to be able to write your true feelings in order for it to be the most beneficial for you. You don't want to be holding anything back. You don't want to be hiding things. You want to be able to be completely honest about things. And you don't want to be worrying about somebody else finding it and reading it. So I'm not sure what the best way is to keep it hidden. But maybe if you have somewhere where nobody knows about a secret hiding place. Or I just keep mine on my bookshelf. And it's just very plain looking. And hopefully nobody would know what it was. Just make sure that it's private. I also want to tell you about the benefits of journaling. So the first thing is that it helps you to focus on the positives. A lot of people, including myself, like to write their gratitude list. You write things that you're grateful for. and You write wins. You write things that have gone well. As a result of this, as you reflect on the positive things and recognise the good things in your life, you notice more positive things as a result. You have a greater appreciation for what you do have while working towards what you want. It helps you to be more present and in the moment. 
looking around at what you have in this moment right now. Another thing is uh, a proven physical health benefit. Apparently, a study at the University of Texas at Austin, Austin, I'm not sure how to say that, um, a psychologist and researcher, James Penner Baker, he said that regular journaling strengthens immune cells and other research indicates that journaling decreases the symptoms of asthma and rheumatoid arthritis. Now, I don't know much about that, but it seems to be that there are proven health benefits by various different studies. And I think that's really cool. They've proven that journaling can literally make your immune system better. Like, that is really awesome. It also helps you to reflect on things and become more aware of what you're putting your energy into and what you need to stop putting your energy into. You can reflect on things and think, does that actually make me feel good? Why am I doing that? Is that important to me? You can get your priorities straight. Sometimes I will literally write out a list of priorities and think, am I making time for these things in my life? Reflecting is so important and it's something that I've really been doing recently. And it helps you to see which things you need to maybe spend less time on, put less energy into. This isn't something that I personally like to do. But a lot of people, this is the reason they start journaling. And it's in order to document their life and look back on their time and see what they've been doing. Like I said earlier, not everybody wants to use it as a diary. But if you do, you get this sort of account of your life and what you've been doing. Some people love to look back and read it and see what they were up to. As I say, I personally don't like to read it back. Once it's down on the page, I want to move on from it. I only look back if I have like a goal list for that week and I want to see if I achieve those goals. But the day-to-day stuff, I tend to not really want to look back on it. I want to be moving forward. But a lot of people like to look back on it and see what they were up to. They just find it interesting. They like to have this kind of autobiography of their life almost. I think another huge benefit of journaling is you become more in touch with your emotions and how you truly feel. It forces you to face things rather than burying them and then it boiling over at some point. It makes sure that you check in with yourself and you get your priorities straight. I've already spoken about getting your priorities straight and noticing what you need to be putting your energy into. But there's definitely nothing wrong with being more in touch with your emotions. It means you're more able to process things and deal with things and you become more resilient as a person. More able to cope with things. You need to know how you truly feel about things so you can stop doing things that you don't actually like and that don't make you feel good. Or maybe they make you feel good in the moment, but later on you realise, actually, I don't want to be doing that. I feel rubbish about that now. It means that if you're going through something, every single day you have to face that. You can't just push it away, which might sound scary, but that is so much better for you than just pushing it all down day after day because one day it's all going to bubble over one day it's all going to boil over and it's going to be a big mess it's better to be working on things every single day journaling doesn't have to take very long it can just be five or ten minutes where you sit you think about how you're feeling and a lot of the time my journal entries are really positive it's like I'm feeling great today sometimes it's not And then I think, well, why am I not feeling great? What can I do to make myself feel better? Or maybe you can't do anything to make yourself feel better. 
you have to acknowledge that and you think you know what I'm having a rubbish time right now but it will get better it won't always be like this facing things is very important not just pushing them away because you cannot push things away forever you cannot not acknowledge your feelings it will make you a more empathetic person being more in touch with your own feelings will help you be more aware of others' feelings around you and how to respond to them and help them respond to their feelings. It'll make you a much better person to be around, a better friend, a better parent, a better sibling. All your connections will become better with people because you you acknowledging your own emotions and that in turn helps you to notice others and how your actions can affect the feelings of others. You won't be as stuck in your own world. It's been proven that journaling also helps increase productivity. Like I said before, you can make goals and to-do lists and you can use a journal as a planner for sort of getting your life together, keeping on top of things. I think it's really helpful because when you've got a big task ahead of you, you can use your journal to break things down into manageable sized chunks. You can go through it. You can go through it step by step and see what you actually have to do to achieve your goal. I think that's really helpful. If you're preparing for exams, you can write down what you need to achieve at the end, by the end of each week. You can use it as a way to plan out things. There are just no rules when it comes to journaling. You can use it for whatever. And it's been proven, as I say, to increase productivity in all areas of your life. Whether you use it as a planner or not, it helps you to get your brain going and it helps to get you into a creative mindset. And I often find that it helps you to feel inspired and to want to do things and it helps you problem solve and work out how to how to get to that goal that you're finding impossible to see to see a way of achieving it it's also been shown that journaling helps to manage stress and anxiety i think i definitely feel this i've definitely been better at managing my stress since i've started journaling it doesn't completely eliminate it don't get me wrong but you can definitely use it as a way to relieve stress and anxiety. And as I said, just to break things down into manageable sized chunks, everything doesn't feel as daunting because you're just working on each step, taking each step at a time, going each step up the ladder to reach the top. It can help you to write down what you're anxious about. I often write down what's worrying me that day and I think, is there anything I can do to stop worrying about this, to actually progress forward with it rather than just sitting around worrying about it? And sometimes the answer is yes and then I'll write down what I can do. But other times, unfortunately, the answer is just no. There's things we're worrying about that we can't do anything about. But it helps me to acknowledge those feelings and I can write how I'm feeling about it. I've got it out. It's outside of me now. And it helps you to sort of move past it a bit. And like I said, it helps you to solve problems more efficiently and effectively. When I was researching this, I found out that typically we solve problems from the left side of our brain, which is more analytical and rational. But sometimes answers can be found only by engaging the right side of the brain too, which is more creative and intuitive. The great thing about writing is that it unlocks these other capabilities. And this means that when you're activating both sides of your brain, it opens up the possibility that you can find unexpected solutions to seemingly unsolvable problems. You're using both sides of your brain rather than just one side, which is analytical and rational. The other side is also creative and intuitive and it 
it is important to use both sides of your brain and be exercising both of those capabilities. I think that's a really cool thing about journaling. There's not a huge amount of things that exercise both parts of our brain, but this does. And then as I say, the rest of the day, then you'll be using both sides of your brain as a result and you can problem solve more effectively. Another thing about journaling is it helps you to prioritise problems, fears and concerns. Like I already said about stress and anxiety, you can get down on the page anything that is worrying you. I often find that I have bad dreams and I'm like, why on earth was that happening? And I will be able to sort of analyse my dreams. I'll write them down because you know, sometimes nightmares and such upset you and you wake up feeling a bit disorientated and I write them down, I kind of analyse my dreams and compare it to other things and think, well, what did I do last time? And you can write down things that are upsetting you and I think it's just so helpful to write down these negative things, get them out of your mind and then you can close that book, you can leave it until tomorrow or next week or whenever your net is going to open it up and you just get on with the rest of your day and I think that you've acknowledged those feelings and then you can move on from them rather than keeping them inside. It helps you not to just push problems and fears and concerns away but to acknowledge them and like I said to think if there's any solution that you can think of and that you can do and if there's not you've still acknowledged it and it's no longer going to be eating away at you as much. You can put it out of your mind and you can move on with your day. This definitely takes practice but I think that with time, this will definitely be helpful for moving past those fears and concerns. So I've talked about what journaling is and why you should do it, all the benefits of it. But now I'm going to touch a bit more on how you do it. So I'm going to tell you some prompts. I'm just going to say them in a list and I'll say them slowly. So if you want to write them down or whatever you can. So here we go. How am I feeling today? What has happened? What do I want to achieve today slash this week? What have I already achieved slash what am I proud of myself for? What is worrying me? Can I do anything to overcome those things that are worrying me? What am I grateful for? What inspired me today? What is something new that I want to try? What am I looking forward to? What has been bringing me joy? What has not been bringing me joy slash what has been making me feel negatively? What do I need to focus more time and energy on? So those are just some prompts. I hope those are helpful, but you get the general idea. Sometimes you don't need prompts. Sometimes you'll just be wanting to get everything out on the page. You'll have lots to say. Other times it's harder and you need some prompts. You can also Google. There are so many different prompts. Those, those are a list of prompts that I use, but there are many out there that you can find. I think that something that's really helpful to do at the end of your journal entry is to write a positive affirmation for the day. So a positive affirmation, for example, is I'm calm and content or I'm able to cope and deal with whatever I face. 
those are just positive affirmations that you can tell yourself and you can repeat to yourself throughout the day. I first came across positive affirmations when I was doing my yoga and the yoga instructor would always choose an affirmation for us all. And I then find that I am, as I say, repeating it to myself throughout the day and reminding myself of it. So choose something positive, choose something that is going to help you. I think I am calm and content is a big one for me that I often choose. Or another thing you can do is choose one word for the day that sets the tone of your day or tomorrow if you're doing it in the evening, for example. And I often choose the word calm or content or joy is often one I choose as well. And then with how to journal, as I say, there are some prompts there. You can write affirmations, you can write quotes, anything that's inspired you. Quotes, I think, are great, very inspiring. I love my quotes, as you know, since I put one in every episode. But it's however you want to do it, however you want to journal, whatever is most helpful for you. I've already mentioned a lot of things you can do. There's also helpful apps out there. The app I found most helpful is called Jur. So like journal, but without the null. So it's J-O-U-R. This has lots of prompts and sometimes I'll have my notebook open and I'll go along and use jur. Sounds a weird word to say, but I'll be using it as I go along for prompts. Because when you're doing it every day, you can often run out of things to say sometimes. But using an app or just general prompts that you found on the internet is a great way to keep inspired and to keep going. So yeah, jur has lots of prompts. You can do it on your phone or your iPad or whatever. It's just an app and you can do it on the go as well. For a lot of people, they don't want to sit down and write and they don't have time to do that. So you can do it on the go on the app, which is great. If you're just on the train or on the bus or just on the go, you can do it. If you prefer journaling on your phone in general, if you would rather type than write, then a lot of people prefer that. And a lot of people prefer just having everything organised and ready to go on their phone. So that's perfectly fine. So apps like that are great. It also sends you little reminders. And if you forget, then it will send you a little reminder and give you a little prompt. And then you can just go back onto the app. And yeah, that's also great if you're sort of forgetful or it keeps you motivated because you get the little notifications and you're like oh okay right I better go and do that now the only thing about Jur and I think most kind of mindfulness apps I found you do have to pay for like the extra features but there is always a free version and Jur's free version is what I use and it's perfectly fine it has enough prompts and such but if you want to do they have like breathing exercises on there they have more advanced prompts and they set up like a personal journaling session for you. Um, so you answer a few questions and then they'll be like, you should do this, you should do this this journal about mindfulness, inspiration, contentment, whatever. It will choose some focal points for you. But as I say, you don't need to pay for it. You can still use it without paying. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new about journaling and perhaps feel inspired to start journaling yourself. 
please be looking after yourself and your mental health. Journaling is a great way to do this, but if you are too busy or it doesn't appeal to you, then please make sure you're finding other ways to look after your mental health. Please follow the podcast Instagram at keepg underscore podcast. That's at keepg underscore podcast. There'll be a link in the description. It's also really helpful if you leave a review, which you can do on Apple Podcasts. I hope you're all staying safe and have a great day. I'll see you next week with another episode. Bye.